Hello everyone, how's it going? Welcome to my World History Podcast. So, today, our main point of view is going to be the secret pygmy genocide. Now, the textbook definition of genocide is the deliberate killing of a large group of people, especially those of a particular ethnic group or nation. As most of you know, the most well-known genocide is the Holocaust. The Holocaust lasted between 1941 and 1945. During this genocide, 11 million Jews were slaughtered. So, taking into an account of the European continent during that time, that was over 90% of the Jewish population. This genocide took place during World War II. World War II was essentially started around the fact of people trying to stop Hitler from dominating and slaughtering everyone in Europe, pretty much. Not everyone in Europe, mostly Jews or the people who disagreed with him or he felt didn't belong within his ethnic group. Hitler's plan essentially was to have this perfect gene pool, blue-eyed, blonde hair, you know, white skin, and, you know, Jews were brown-eyed, brown-haired most of the time, and then he killed other ethnic groups and committees, I guess you can say, societies, um, I don't think they were big enough to be called societies. Anyway, sorry, I'm rambling on. Um, so that was the most brutal, gory, well-known genocide known to man. But after this, there was this thing called the Genocide Convention, adopted by the United Nations in 1948. As you can see, this was a couple years after the war. Um, had happened two, uh, three, two to three. Um, and pretty much this convention was meant as a pledge to ensure that the, the terrible things that happened during the Holocaust would just, like, never happen again. But this didn't hold up. And terrible thing, but it is a part of history, and it is kind of interesting because this convention was made up to stop f- f- from such a terrible thing from happening, and it just happened again. The top five are really just the Holocaust, um, the genocide of Cambodia, the genocide of Bosnia, the R- Rwanda genocide, the Darfur genocide, all very brutal genocides that happened. Many people had died, children, women, men, just, it didn't matter, it's just, if you did not belong 
like belong to their standards, they killed you off just because of your skin color, your hair, if your nose is too big. I I know in uh, Hotel Rwanda, if you've ever watched that movie, I remember a part like they would measure their noses and they just they would look at their skin color, They're just like certain things like that, like. It's just, it's crazy that if these people do not fit in these, in this gene pool, that they just kill them off like they're nothing. They dehumanize them. And that's where we come into, like, the eight stages of genocide. Yes, there are eight stages. This has happened so many times that there are almost ten stages, specified stages, of a genocide. Like... These are all the signs, and you'd think that if these signs are being shown in a leader, they would be stopped, but they can't, and because they're just so powerful, and they're leaders, and it's just crazy to me. So, I'm just going to list them off first, and then I will explain how they fall into the secret pygmy genocide. And take in mind that not every genocide goes through every single one of these stages. Sometimes they miss these stages or, you know, have these stages over and over because maybe they just backtrack and then come right back up. So, there's classification. So, this is putting those people that they dislike into certain... Certain, certain categories. Um, one of the examples, they put the Jews in a specific category. Like, even if you had the slightest sliver of Jewish blood, you were automatically considered a Jew. No, your grandma from four generations was a Jew. You're a Jew. That's just how they saw it, so that's how they're classifying them. And distinguishing them pretty much into us and them. And so, the next is symbolization. Um, so, they give names and symbols to the classification, to, like, to classify them, pretty much. Um, example, again, the Jewish Star of David. That's how they were identified. It can range from, like, the way they dress. Like, they can tell these people a specific way to dress and that they have to dress this way. And if they don't have it, they can be arrested. Or they need to have these certain colors on them or they'll be arrested. It's, it's just crazy to me. I don't get it. The next thing is dehumanization. Sorry, that's a little difficult word for me. Uh, so, they make this classification of people that they have feel lesser than them. They make them feel that they are less than human, pretty much. If you were considered a Jew, you were considered nothing. Like, little to nothing. Your life had no value, pretty much. And you didn't matter. Like, I couldn't imagine... Living in a population where every single one of you, every single one of you, even if you didn't even practice the religion, just had the bloodline of being Jewish, 
you were less than a human. I, it just, I don't get it. It's, it's crazy that just one person, and sometimes there's just like a group of people, have this power over such a large population to make them turn on your own population pretty much just because you want them out of the gene pool. It's crazy. So now the fourth step here is organization. These countries and towns, cities, whoever's doing this mass genocide, they have an organization. They pretty much create something terrible to keep them out of out of sight, out of mind, you know, like like they want to kill these people off and they know that. So they're planning how to do this. They're planning where they're gonna go, how they're gonna kill them, when they're gonna kill them. Like, well, not all the times when they're gonna kill them. Sometimes it's just an outgoing plan and they don't know when and just they kind of let it, quote-unquote, happen. But the, the overall point is they do set this up in a strategic strategical way, sorry guys, to kill so many people. And now the fifth stage is polarization. So they're already less than humans. They already have symbols that define who they are pretty much. Like they're just a symbol, not even a person. They're a Jew, they're a pygmy, they're a Rwandan, like, uh, they're Tutsis, Hitu, Hutus, sorry, I can't say that. They're less than human in everybody else's eyes that the leader has been speaking to. So, pretty much stripping them away from their rights. They also stripped them away from from things like marriage or social interaction. You can't have a German and a Jew as friends, you know, like that they saw it as wrong. It's 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 crazy. And there were like hate groups and hate speeches everywhere and like propaganda like um, online you can look up anti-Jew propaganda or propaganda during World War II Holocaust or propaganda in Germany, you know, you can look up all those things and looking back in time, it's crazy that people would illustrate these things, publish it, and then people would laugh at it, agree with it, and like idolize it and think it was okay, but they were raised in that way, especially children. There was a documentary about how this woman, she was a Jew, and when she was little, she would say, Hail Hitler, but they would say, you can't do that, you're Jewish, you're not supposed to do that. 
No, she was like, oh, yeah, right. So, even Jewish children were not even aware of it. They were just born and raised up into it. Like, it's crazy, the organization and the propaganda and just making everything illegal for these people and making them feel like they're pretty much nothing. Next is preparation. So, they start to separate the victims because of their ethnic or religious beliefs or their identity. Just really anything just to separate these people from the Germans. It's It was the Germans and everybody else. It was such an honor to be a, a German and pretty much... In, short terms it sucked to be Jewish so these if depending on the organization that they had death lists are thrown together and properties are taken from them and they ship them away from some place that they have set aside for them it can be camps Houses, communities, forest, it can really be any area that they have designated just for the specific people that they want to kill off. So, the next is extermination. Um, it's the mass killing is legally called genocide, but these leaders did not call it genocide. They called it extermination because they found that their victims were significantly less than human. They were pretty much nothing to them and they were just uh, less than a name, really. Just a Jew. Um, that's just how they saw them. So they kill as many people as they can Especially when they slowly lose power and their power decreases, they will kill and torture people even more than what they already were. So, usually after the genocide stops, the leaders, the country, the military, the soldiers, Whoever was involved will deny any of the crimes that they committed. They blame that it was like their job, it was their duty, that they had to do it. Yes, but that means their moral compass is also messed up. On the same side, I can understand how they're fearing their lives. Because if you disagreed with Hitler, you were sent to a death camp or... Oh, you were set to, you know, uh, to death, really. <laughs> like, it, it just, I get it, but sometimes they could have gone against his orders and helped some Jews out, given them food. They did treat them bad in the camps as well, by choice. They could have just been following orders and doing the stuff that was being told, but they treated them even worse than what they were already being treated. In some cases, they can often blame the victims for it happening, and just 
How do you blame 11 million people that you killed for your own faults? That doesn't make any sense to me at all. It's, it's disgusting. It really is. But, you know, it's it's history. And sadly, history does repeat itself, as people say. And these genocides keep happening. So we're going to get on to our main focus, the secret pygmy genocide. This genocide... So, this genocide happened in the early 1900s in Africa in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Um, Rwanda is actually close to the Democratic Republic of Congo. So these genocides happen at two different times, but in the same continent close to each other. Pretty much, um, there's this group um, called the Batwas, or Pygmies, and eh, Pygmy, obviously, and they were involved in a secret genocide during a war happening in Congo Rebels. Both sides of this war, they are intruding the territory of the Pygmies and killing them on their own personal territory, and just... For their satisfactory, they wanted to kill these people for their satisfactory to get the land that they wanted. Now, these people have been living on this land for many years, since the Europeans discovered the land. That is how many years they have been living there. So, living there for all your life and then just getting attacked during war and all your people are getting slaughtered and your land is being taken it's just a shock and they're not like civilized well i don't want to say they're not civilized they're not um a modern today present civilization um their military was probably not as advanced as other territories so already they had dehumanized and organized and exterminate these group of people because they would call them subhuman they treated them inhumane because they believed they were below everyone they were treated them they treated them like animals they believed they were animals part of the whole reason they believed they were like animals is because of their short stature so the average height for a pygmy person was 150 centimeters um, which is 59 inches which is about four foot ten inches which um, I don't think the genocide is funny but I think it's funny that my mom is 4'9", and she's pretty short, because I'm like 5'8". I just, I really think it's disgusting that they were slaughtering these people because of their height. Like, it's, my mom's this height, and I don't think it's weird. Like, I have friends that are this height. I've seen people this height. I've known people 
smaller than this height, and it's just crazy that they saw these people as, like, animals and less. They had actually, um, kidnapped pygmies' children, um, and they would display them in zoos, like, all across Europe, and even in the World Fair in U.S., like, the United States bought some of these children, or were gifted some of these children, I'm not sure, one of those two things, it could have been either or on that part, but it's still the fact that they received these gifts and took them, and that was in 1907. That's just wrong, and I know it was back then, and not a lot of things were accepted if you didn't fit the standard of everyone else pretty much so during that time especially in the United States seeing a african-american male child that's probably if they grow up to four foot nine a child at that age is mm, probably three feet and it amazes them when a 13 year old is three feet but it's still disgusting and inhumane because they were still human, but they just didn't see them that way. And not only did they steal these children, these children that were born during this time, they automatically were property of the Bantu. Like, there was no way of getting out of this. Once you were born, you were just property. You were less than nothing, piece of property to the Bantu. The Bantu had constantly threatened them. They scared them a lot. Um, they threatened them with like the loss of their forest, their habitat, their homes, pretty much. They threatened them with their life. They would told them that they were going to kill all of them. They straight up told them about the genocide. They threatened them with that. They threatened them with something that they were already going to do. That's just crazy to me that they manipulated a whole population this way with something that they had already planned out. I don't... It's... It means so much. Like, that all these lives were lost and mourned. And... Something was made to protect against it, and it didn't work because these genocides are still going on to this day. And if killing them wasn't enough, they threatened them with a thought of slavery. You know, working to death, pretty much. Like, it was death no matter where you went. Because if your habitat was taken, where are you going to go? They're not going to let you in anywhere nobody wants to be responsible for a pygmy you know nobody wanted to be seen around a pygmy because they were less than human like why would they want to take them in right so boom death right there and then the genocide <laughs> automatic death right there slavery death like the being worked to death during this time over 60,000 pygmies from the Democratic Republic of the Congo were killed. That is 
a lot of people. Imagine that many people in a room. Obviously, they can't all fit in a room, but just say a very large area. And then they're all just slaughtered. That is a lot of blood and a lot of bodies and just so many people that were just innocent people just killed just because of their tribe and their religion and their short stature. Like, that's why they were killed. Not even, I don't want to say the valid reasons, but they were pretty much killed for no reason at all. At all. Like, it's just... Just blows my mind. It's just, I'm so bottled and bought. Like, it's. It's chaotic. I think the nastiest thing that I have found during my research, though, is that when these military, like, soldiers were invading these forests, they would kill and eat the pygmies. You heard it here. They would eat them. They believed that if they would eat the skin of the pygmies, they would possess magical powers. Because it carried through pygmy traits. So, the whole reason this was called a secret genocide is because it pretty much was. Nobody was really aware that it was going on. Um, it was more of a, you know, we don't see it, it's not happening. And it was also seen as, oh, it's in their country, it's not happening to us, it's only in that specific population, in that country, we're cool, you know? They just, it's not us, it's fine, we don't want to get involved, you know? Uh, Didn't want to start another war, I guess you could say. Um... Well, I, it, there was a war already going on, but, like, they didn't want to start another war on top of that, I guess. But, it was also a big secret, because the other genocides that were happening overshadowed this genocide. Uh, they also kind of did the victim blaming here, saying that, well, there wasn't enough awareness about the genocide, so we couldn't have helped out, you know, like, how, how are you supposed to have awareness? These people have nowhere to go, they're part of a tribe, uh, wherever they go in this country of theirs, they're gonna get killed, and whatever country, other other country that they go to, they're probably gonna get looked at weird, and they're probably gonna be like, um, hey, you're not supposed to be here, and call someone from that military to come get them, you know, the police, anything, really. So, um, while I was doing research, um, I forgot to mention that even today, the pygmies are still getting killed. Um, the latest, the latest t- statistics on how many pig- pygmies have been killed 
within the time of the first genocide has been 650,000 as of December 2017. Now think about that. It has been going on since the early 1900s, and today they are still getting killed. Now why is that? Why are we keeping it out of mind? Out of mind, out of sight, like, it's just, it just, nobody's helping them. And it's just because of their religion, their short stature, their skin color, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, so, the UN has agreed to investigate the matter of cannibalism. Like, I think it's kind of funny, like, not the whole killing 60,000 people to, uh, 650,000 people part, but yeah, the cannibalism part, and they're investigating it, um, to see if it's an issue or not to a crime against humanity. Like, yeah, okay, UN. Alright, I get it. Um, you already got a lot of stuff on your hands, but this needs to be shut down, like... This is a very serious problem. Many people are dying. Many innocent people are dying. Just because of their height, skin color, religion. Anything, really. So, the overall is these governments are still denying these genocides are happening. Well, this specific genocide, even though... 65,000 people have died because of this genocide within December of 2017, which was two years ago. A little less of two years, maybe. And everyone just seems to be completely ignoring it, like it is not happening. And it is. It is happening all over the world. It is happening in North Korea. It is happening in Africa. It is probably happening in Europe. It, for all we know, it can be happening in America. We don't even know. Like, it can be some secret thing that we don't know that someone in a state is doing. And, and, and it's just someone's hiding it. More needs to be done with the genocides that are happening around the world. So many countries, so many leaders are denying this, and it is happening, and, you know, we don't see it on the news every day, we don't see it on our phones every day, we don't hear about it every day, so it's not necessarily on our minds, but it is happening, and people are dying, and people need help. There are countries out there, especially in undeveloped countries, who are killing off many innocent people because of their genetics and their religion. The secret pygmy genocide was an awful thing. It is an awful thing. Um, I wasn't able to see if it is still going on currently, today. Um, the closest thing it could fine was the December 2017 um they may not be keeping track anymore it might just be 
lost. Maybe no one's getting information on it. Um, who knows? Maybe it's being hidden. Maybe it's still a secret, and it's still being secret on purpose. This Holocaust, with many others around the globe, are very serious and are very sad. But, sadly, it is a part of this life. Even in the Bible, they wanted these perfect genes. And now these people still want these perfect genes. And that's not going to happen. Because this world was populated and meant to be just a whole array of different genes. Alright guys, so, my name's Kai, that was my World History Podcast, um, thank you for listening, sorry it was a little rough, it was my first podcast, as it was pretty obvious, <laughs> little rough, um, just trying something new for my, uh, World History class, um, Stepping out of my comfort zone, trying new things, and I actually liked it. It was really fun. I talked a little bit longer than I expected, but it was it was nice. I enjoyed it. Alright, guys. Have an amazing rest of your day. Peace, guys.